The following podcast is about movies and TV. There may be spoilers, though we do try to avoid them. Also, we occasionally mention current events like the COVID-19 pandemic. This isn't our focus, but it is a topic that is hard to avoid. We know that some are trying to avoid these things because times are strange, but we hope you consider our show a pleasant distraction. I love you. Well, waddle dee and welcome back. We're green and faceless on the couch. I'm the Green Traveler. And I'm Faceless Leone. So, uh, Greeny, come on and let me know. Should I stay or should I go? Yeah. So, last time, I proposed to you a threesome. Uh-huh. And we'll do more threesomes. We'll, you know... You just got to prepare for those. You got to you got to prep. You got to build your stamina back up. That's true. So, you know, it take a lot of energy to, to pull off. Yeah, it's three and, whole uh, things you got to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes time and effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh we are fortunate that this weekend uh you know, theaters are starting to open back up whether that's uh a good idea or a bad idea we'll let the stats decide i guess when i start to come in yeah but uh the theater closest to us just started showing christopher nolan's new movie tenant and i was really excited but i didn't want to go back to the theater yeah and then i got even more excited because it came to the drive-in theater and i felt <laughs> a little more comfortable with that from the comfort of your own car yeah out in the you know outside the nearest cars, uh, you know, six feet away from me. I feel, I feel a little safe. We'll, I'll talk yeah. about that though. There was, I'll talk about that when I talk about Tenet. Before I talk about Tenet, but there's some shenanigans going on at the drive-in oh, theater. Oh man. Well, but, uh, opposite yeah. of that, we have uh, Mulan which uh, just came out this weekend to those willing to pay uh, $30 to watch it. 30 whole dollars. 30 whole American slammers. Um, But that, you know, that is to watch it as many times as you'd like. I Um, get it. Yeah, I get it too. It's uh, it's egregious. Yes, it is the same price as to have a physical copy of a blu-ray in your hands but um i do get that they have to make some money kind of money off of this film yeah but you don't have to charge 30 fucking dollars people are already people are already paying your platform monthly yep for it that's true i would under i would understand like uh, even even 20 dollars i would have 20 i'm willing yeah because that's the price of two tech tickets yeah, um, it's similar to like going to the theater. Yeah, you know, as you said, two tickets. Or if you're going like me, like I go to the theater. I went to the theater every single weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any refreshments, but if I were to get refreshments, it would be like getting a ticket and a soda yeah, pop. Of course, yeah. <laughs> soda pop? Who am I? I never say soda <laughs> pop. <laughs> but you drink plenty, as do I. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow. Mulan, yeah, you send it home, you you pay some money, and should we stay in and watch it? Um, would I? I don't know. Should 
should you go ahead and and share first how you felt about Mulan? Um, I will say that it is just as I felt about all of the other Disney live action remakes so far, which is you know they're competent films, they're entertaining, they look some, nice. Some are. Competent. Some of them. There 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 are some that are not competent. That is very yeah. true. Yeah. But most of them, you know, most of them are competent. They have that Disney polish. Uh, but in the end, across the board, still the animation is so much better, so much more worth your time. Uh, we'll go further into Mulan, but th- th- this one is—I I feel like the one thing most people are going to be annoyed about, or at least what I've been seeing on the internet so far, is that it's not like the original. Damn it! You know, it's—it's it's, there's no what? there's no singing. People are so mad that they're not singing. Don't go into this movie thinking it's going to be the exact same. It's not. No, it's not. It it it's the same story, but they've they've definitely changed it to be more of a a fighting uh it's a, a fighting drama. Yeah. Yeah. Um which I appreciated that. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I feel like Disney has everything at their capability to make great films, but they worry they worry too much about pushing it. If you can spend four billion for Star Wars, I think, I think maybe they have some capital to move around. <laughs> and Star Wars is like the perfect example because it's like they were so afraid of like pissing people off, yeah. That you know they 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 played everything safe, and I feel like they played this one very safe too. You know, what what did you think about it? Well, I um you know I had a pretty positive reaction to to leaving my watch of Mulan because (laughs) to leaving your couch uh, from yes from leaving my couch to the bedroom where I pondered upon the movie before I (laughs) fell asleep um yeah it uh I I really liked the the difference I'm just I'm just so happy like very opposite of that review that you said i'm just very happy that it's not the exact carbon cut same of the movie like yeah. it has a completely different not i don't know if it's completely different but it has a much different feel the tone is is much more serious uh more more hey this is a legend from this culture rather than um this is us taking this legend from this culture and making one of our Disney movies out of it. Um, it mm-hmm. felt a little, um, I don't know. It, it, I, I was just very happy that it wasn't the exact same. Yeah. I feel like that it did more credit to this, um, the, the capabilities of Mulan as a warrior. Um, so I, I don't like... want to give away too much detail of this movie, but everybody, yeah. most people have seen the animated version. Most people know, know the, the yeah, story. They know the, yeah, we'll try not to spoil things yeah, um, when we sure. do these reviews. Obviously, you know, we might accidentally say something, but we'll try to avoid uh, specific plot spoilers, yeah, especially I when I talk about Tenet, because you didn't you didn't get to see Tenet. No, I so I'll, you know, I'm I'm going to do my best to give as like no spoilers whatsoever um outside of like cameos maybe i might talk some of those but um coming back to milan though with uh i i feel like you said it was like it was more serious and you're right it is more serious but i feel like it's missing the heart 
you know, so like in the in the animation, you know, there's there's two scenes in particular like when that I think of um, when she gets her sword, like the armor and everything. That it, it's such a like a powerful moment in the animation. You know, it's like right. I can't remember. It's been a decade since I've seen it, honestly. Um, well, so I don't really good. remember. You should rewatch it. That the animated movie. Oh is no. Very worth it. Yeah, I remember loving it. Yeah. I just that's the thing is like I haven't returned to it in a while because I've been kind of wanting to watch all of Disney from the beginning. I know it's this, gonna be a for yeah, this, it's gonna be a little, yeah, I think that'd be fun. It'd be a very long yeah well yeah this would be fun too, um, but, uh, this movie during that scene the the live action Mulan. She, she just kind of like walks into a room, sees a sword. And then she like turns around, she's wearing the armor and she has the sword and she runs off and it's like there's not really much of a musical background. It's just kind of oh, like yeah. it just felt really bland and she's just like, Alright, now I'm I'm doing this. And then the, could... the be a man scene is the other one. Where they where just like, kinda of talk about it instead of sing about it. Well, like I mean, I don't even need them to sing about it, but in the in the animation, that scene is great. Because right. it, it, it it's very it feels really good, you know. It's like it's empowering. You see her like mm-hmm. overcome so much, and like she does it by herself, you know. Like I mean, driven by her, right? You and know, in like, this commander this one, they kind of do it in like three different scenes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's and it's just like it it is impressive what they're doing, but it doesn't feel impressive because it's just them walking up a mountain carrying water, right. which. That is, you know, it is a challenging physical feat that I haven't been able to pull off. No. But, but like, the way they film it just doesn't seem, it doesn't carry any weight. Right. It doesn't seem, you know, when she gets, when she gets to the top, it's like, all right, good job. You, you did it. Whereas in the other one, you're just kind of just like, yeah, heck yeah, you did it. (laughs) Like, that's amazing. Yeah, and it, well, you know, they got the like you said, the other one's a musical and has the that ramping up in the background. So yeah, it, like the music definitely pulls your emotion into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. For me, these scenes felt a little bit more like, hey, look at this tradition that made these Chinese soldiers good warriors because of these virtues that they believed in, which I'm not going to give away too much. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think that it was for me. So, okay. Let me ask you this. Would you have felt, uh, that Mulan was a little bit more empowered through these scenes if you had not had the other film to compare it to? I would say, I would still say no, because I didn't feel attached to Mulan in this movie. So I don't know. Like, I really don't know why, but, like, in the other movie, it seems like there was more, like, it was thrust upon her that she had to go do this. Yeah. In this movie, it does kind of sound like she feel like she wants to. She wants this. She wants Yeah, she this. wanted to go and get this. And it's like, I, I like that. That's a good character yeah. trait, you know, to have that yeah. drive. But, like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really connect with her character all that much. And uh, not to say that she's not doing a good job because she did uh, she did a great job acting. I think so too. Um, that that's the one thing that I did like about this movie is it's got you know some pretty good acting. You know uh, Donnie uh, Donnie Yen plays the commander. Right. Uh, yeah. He, he's really he's good. it man. Yeah. He did a he did a fantastic job. Um, and, then, I... and then the uh, the uh, the emperor. 
Did you notice who the emperor was? I am now just looking at the cast list. I could, I did not, I could not tell. For me, it sounded like the emperor was dubbed, which is is uh, kind of maybe it, he might I mean, have been. It's we didn't say it's it's Jet Lee. I, I guess. Yeah, I didn't know if we wanted to. Yeah, I didn't know if we wanted to keep that spoiler or not. I, but. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like you I feel can, like it's you can out look there. up. It's on the cast list. So yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. I loved I loved it when it when it popped up that. But I love Jet Li, so it's just like whenever he he popped up, I I kind of kind of take the Emperor that seriously. Yeah, because I was just I kind of just wanted to grin and laugh because it's you right. Know, he, I think it might be it's better so not to take him that seriously. I won't say no. any more than that. <laughs> yeah, um, no, like no, but it, I mean, there were moments where he probably should have been taken seriously, and I was just kind of grinning, just like <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I I kind of had that feel about him too. So I think that one thing you said you said that they did that um i i do not want to mispronounce the actor's name uh uh but the star uh playing mulan uh and a lot of the other uh leading liu yifei liu i hope yifei i think if okay. we're wrong, don't hold. You know, just tell yeah. us politely us in the know. comments, and, yeah. and we will correct ourselves in later videos. Sure, um, I yeah, I definitely. But what was I saying? Uh, yeah. Anyways, I do think that there is a little bit of an acting language barrier from mm. for some of these actors. Uh, the cast yeah. is mag magnificent as an ensemble. For sure, yeah. I would say. Uh, I think the best is her father, Zima. Oh yeah, he's so good. Yeah, um, like I know him from Rush Hour, but more recently from Arrival, and like, you know, I don't know if Arrival was his last movie, but he did Arrival, and now he's in this, and like, I feel like this is like a really like he was my favorite performance in this. Yeah, like, he was. He was I really liked her, good. Uh, Milan's dad. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't think the fact that, that I, you can put a blanket statement and say that anybody did a bad job acting on this movie. I think they all did great. There's just some things that I think the writers wrote with a certain intention, like just kind of, of an American cultural, uh, intention behind it that didn't quite translate. It's not how the actors yeah. chose to say these lines and it kind of puts a little bit of a dissonance on it for me. Cause I, mm -hmm. maybe just because I, I pick up on those kind of things like, Oh, they, they're writing this because that's something that somebody in the States would say, but yeah. uh, it's not necessarily that's, something someone in China would say. Uh, yeah, in, that's in, my, in that's my other thing it. too, is parasite just won best Oscar, a movie right. that's entirely subtitled right why can't disney just go that distance yeah, just do yeah. it this just movie would have been it, i think i think it. this would have been much better if they had done that you know what though i wouldn't i i bet oh i don't know i don't i guess i shouldn't bet but sometimes movies with a big enough budget like this will also shoot it in the native tongue um, maybe but instead of dubbing it uh, I don't know if they would have if they if Disney did that or not. I should not yeah. say, but that would have been awesome. Yeah, I would watch the Chinese release. I would. I, I would. I think that some of the lines would have come off 
uh, a little bit clearer into intention. And, and I think that would have also um, helped with the disconnect because it's like, yeah. I, you know, I, it, it sounds, um, you know, like if you're if you're watching a movie that's mostly subtitled, it's a little easier to feel connected to the characters because then you're just doing it solely by their acting. Right. And like the act, the acting in this movie is pretty good. Like Yeah, I would say I so. I feel like if it if it was subtitled, I think maybe I would be more involved. Like maybe that maybe that was a you know, something that removed it for me was the fact that right. they're all speaking English and, and you know, it, it's just I don't it's know. Just, I think it it's just off. obvious that it's some of them are uh second language and not necessarily their strongest language. Yeah. Um and and I don't think that that would be so much a problem if it was if it was written in a way that they would understand the phrasing more. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, one more thing that I wanted to talk about were the villains. Um So let's talk about the main one, you know, the same villain as the animation, uh I don't remember his name. Um ba- Bali Khan. Bari Khan. Oh, um, forgive us. I do have it. Uh, yeah. Uh, forgive us, people. Bari Khan. <laughs> um, <laughs> forgive us. But no, he, he's kind of you know one note in this movie. Like, uh, I mean, he's just evil yes. bad guy. He wasn't super three dimensional in the animation either. No, but he's he's more intimidating in the animation. Yeah. This yeah, one, he's kind I'd of. I feel like he's. I feel like for the first half of this movie, he's just a joke. Yeah. And then for the second half, for the second half, then he's a little more serious. But at the same time, it's like, are you supposed to be a comedic character or because like there's sometimes where I just little, want to laugh at his character. He's a little dumb um, in this film where the the character was very smart and skilled in the animated movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But what I feel like what. What made him kind of just, you know, stupid, like, a, you know, in my opinion, a bad character was there's another villain that's introduced that slight spoilers. Um, there's a witch character. Yeah. Um, and definitely worth talking about, I think. I did not like her, man. Ugh. She. I mean. Yeah, she. Go ahead. Her, her as an actor was good. Yeah. You know, her, the character is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a nice idea. They introduce her, uh, big spoiler slightly here, where like, um, you know, she comes, she's like, she plays the Falcon or the Hawk, uh, character. You know, in the animation, right. the bad guy had a Hawk, uh-huh. or was it a Falcon? Uh, yeah, I think it's a Falcon. Um, I a Falcon. I could not be a hundred percent on that, but yeah, yeah, but he he has a bird of prey, yes. and uh. This this witch is his bird of prey, like right, that's the form that she takes sometimes, and uh, but like there's a scene where she's like she has him in a head like in a chokehold and she's just like I can kill you right here you know and you know it, it's very clear that she has all of the power, but she needs him to get her revenge or something, um, you know she needs him and his army that is to get all of this revenge she needs. And, you know, so then she backs down. She doesn't kill him. And in a scene later, like one scene later, she's like, oh, I guess I'm your slave. And now I'm, you know, I'm weak and I'm trapped in this. Yeah. So I don't know if they have like this relationship. Kind of I'm just like or something that he uh, 
uh, takes advantage of or what kind of hold she actually has over him besides this whole like there is like this theme of like uh, they kind of try to use her to foil with Mulan uh, which yeah. I did think that was an interesting take it could have been done better I'll say that it could have been I feel like if you're gonna do this character continue to do her as the the foil but just get rid of Bori Khan yeah well okay so just have her have her as the yeah. villain and you know part of part of the story is you know a redemption arc for this this villainous character right that would be where she realized she doesn't have to be a villain I, I as much as I did not like Bori Khan in this movie I do think that he was an important vehicle. I if they had explained their relationship a little bit more, the the witch and Bori Khan's uh, relationship, that is, I think that it could have worked a little bit better. Uh, like why he had this power over her. Um, yeah. But it's not really explained. And if that was explained more, then I think that Bori Khan, the reason why he's necessary would be would be more prevalent but i think mm-hmm. he's necessary to uh put her in a comparable situation as mulan as to make this yeah. this foil thing work um because uh the whole movie is about the constraints of women in society um yeah so i think that that is the reasoning behind their relationship but could have been done way mm-hmm. better but i'm with you i'm interested to see where a movie goes where she's the main the main villain yeah i i just feel like that would have been it would have connected more maybe because yeah. it's like I, I don't know i feel like the 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 message about you know women in society i felt i feel like the animation it still just delivers that much stronger mm. I just I didn't really feel that much in this one. It just kind of felt like a rehashing with right. you know the Disney polish and a slight attempt at being you know a, a fighter movie. Right. I think which... that though there are problems. I love that animated movie, but there are problems. Yeah, I think there's problems with both. the movie. Like uh, for example, her and Shane's relationship is really kind of weird. But um, it's it, weird, but they do it in this one too. They do it in this one too. With a different character, like at least, well, it's not her commanding officer anymore. They split the commanding officer character right. because, like, it's it's the exact same character. They just made one younger and her love interest, right. and the other one Ip Man. Right, and you know, I think that it could have been better if this guy was like, oh, well, I did really like them, but honestly, is because they're a man. Um, I think yeah. that might have been better. But, you know, it's really hard to be uh, homosexual in this time period in China, <laughs> I'm sure, as it yeah. was in many other places in the world. Uh, yeah. Anywho. Yeah. What, what yeah, else? That leads me. To? Yeah, you go. Um, just to go off of, like, the fighting and everything, you know, we'll get it. Well, let's get into the action. Uh, I didn't really like the action scenes. They cut away. They cut away so much. Like you have a simple, you know, it's there's a part where Mulan is just like, you know, she's fighting people with a sword and she's like surrounded by like five people or whatever and she's fighting them, and they cut like probably eight or nine times. Whereas in a fighting movie, 
you're most likely going to keep one take wide, you know, wide, uh, wide shot right. so that everything's caught in camera and that it, it just looks more impressive. And then this movie, instead of doing that, they did so many different cuts, like constantly, That's like true. it's not as bad as taken. It's nowhere near as bad as taken, but they, they just should have, you know, tried to get it all in, all in camera and they just didn't do that. And it's like so, so many times where it would be annoying. And it's like, I get that they can't, you know, I, I discovered while watching this, you can't show somebody get stabbed or slashed, but you can show them get penetrated by a flying obstacle in a Disney movie, I guess, <laughs> because you can watch people get hit by arrows. You know, you can get, you can see people like the arrow go into them. Right. But every time she stabbed somebody, it was a stab off camera. Huh? You know, she never stabbed somebody on like in the camera, and I guess maybe that's a PG thirteen thing. Maybe, yeah. Um, I think after a certain amount of violence, you gotta, um, yeah, you gotta change the rating. Uh, this was PG thirteen. I, I don't know if it was PG thirteen. I just I, I was saying maybe it's a ratings thing. It, it probably you're probably right on it's a rating thing, but Disney, like you said, is always gonna play safe yeah and like that's part of my problem is it's like everything was also filmed like the action scenes at least were filmed in like high def so every like all these actions look like they're going much faster it looks like they're going just like a slightly faster speed than normal people and it's because that they they wanted to have that slow motion option you know they wanted to be able to go into slow-mo whenever they wanted to to get the the coolest effect right and some people go bonkers just irritated me i know it bonkers you it bonkers you yeah. But some people it bonkers me, it man. bonkers you and some people go bonkers for it well so, no it, i mean <laughs> it's fine to go bonkers for it and i do go bonkers for it when it's done right. right this movie this movie didn't do it right they did it during like the scenes where it's like bori khan's walking up to the fight so it's like you do you you cut to mulan and she's like you know eight different cuts of her slashing somebody and then you cut to bori khan in slow motion walking towards you know it's like dun dun dun, dun. it's like yeah. no show me her fighting people yeah, in slow motion and awesome. show him moving in real speed yeah so uh yeah i am i mean i it at least on the first watch i i that's all i've watched it uh that has that did not bother me um so yeah. much i did not i there was some cheesy sci-fi-ish moments um especially with the phoenix um Oh, I yeah, guess it, so let's talk about the phoenix. Yeah, I there is a phoenix in the movie. I guess we won't really talk about its importance in the film. I don't know. No, let's just say there's a CGI'd phoenix that only Mulan could see. Right. That flies around constantly through this <laughs> film, and it's just like it's like I get, I get the idea behind. It. I don't want to. I don't want to try to spoil things. So it's like I get the idea behind it. But the way it looks on camera is it looks like Mulan's fucking crazy because nobody else is seeing it's, this damn phoenix fly around. <laughs> it's super, it's superfluous. If I, I I can never say the word right, but I want to use it all the time. Um, it it yeah. doesn't need to be there, just like the word. No, um, it's so it's so stupid. Uh, but I think uh, though that if you do look at those scenes. This is how I took those scenes. Like, it felt, that element of the film anyways, did feel to me like a, uh, 
a modern with CGI film feels from from China, like a Chinese made mm. film. What like they do some really yeah. symbolic things with the CGI nowadays, which can be fun. Yeah, but I don't think it worked for this film. Yeah, that said, I, we should throw it out there that I don't think either one of us are very knowledgeable about uh, Chinese culture and history. Like yeah. we know, we I, we know, we know some we stuff. Know we know what high school taught us. And a little bit more. Yeah, I, I read some stuff online that said this movie is fairly inaccurate uh, in regards to too, too bad. the cultural cultural stuff. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, that could be yeah. somebody spitballing on the internet. So I want to throw it out there that you know maybe this this film might be inaccurate uh, in those ways. I don't know. Um, I don't think as somebody you know as an ignorant viewer. I don't think uh, the cultural stuff, you know, hurts the movie at all. Like sure. it, it, it looks, and it, the world is good. They really do build that world and that feeling of uh, right. There's definitely a, some good world building going on in the film. I did appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and I do wish there was a Mushu character. You wish there was a what a Mushu character? Yeah. A Mushu character. I don't, you know, I'm not mad at all about the movie being different yeah. than the animation. I'm, I think the I'm people who are mad. mad about that are they, then, foolish. Yeah, because what is the purpose of them redoing the film if it's not to make yeah. it a touch different? And that is definitely the problem that Beauty of the Beast, Lion King, and all those other remakes had. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad that it seems like they're trying to put a different spin mm-hmm. on it um which makes me if this if it's received well and that's the direction that they finally start taking these after how many films i don't know uh yeah i i would be more happy to go and watch these i just i feel like they're gonna start playing it safe again i don't know just pull it back again cinderella was the first one and it was fairly different i mean it's cinderella you can't tell cinderella i don't think i've even seen that one cinderella we should we could watch sometime it's okay costumers love it for some reason is that's that's all yeah uh (laughs) but uh that was the first one and it wasn't really received that well and i think that's why they're like oh okay they want the same movie but yeah that it's that that isn't a good it's not a good model yeah i don't it's not a good model for us but i guess people do see those movies that's more and it, it it irritates me man it's true so that's why that's why we're doing this we're telling you whether to stay or to go and i i would say in that you know in that regard with mulan the fact that it is different does make me happy yeah, i don't think they pulled it off well um i it, it's it's a good movie i'm not gonna say it's yeah. you know it's a waste of time but you know i don't um i don't know it's just you know i i I would appreciate if they continue to go this route right trying to not just remake the exact same movie because i agree with you though that remaking the exact same movie like they've done with their other ones it's not worth it it's so stupid it's not worth it it it, it really especially with like lion king there's plenty of callbacks to that other movie in this movie it could have yeah it could honestly and and they're good they're subtle yeah the, the subtle ones are great like the music in the background. You know, I, I heard. Yeah, I was gonna say I heard some of the music in the background that was, you know, callback. That was nice. Um, 
but you know it's it, i feel like it in the end for me it's a competent movie um but just see the animation you know it's yeah. the animation has more heart it's true and you can uh, if you have disney plus more emotion or, you know uh you know vhs's from when you're a kid um yeah you don't have to pay 30 dollars to watch it I used to do a blog where I talked about movies, uh, where I, you know, I graded them all, and I graded them on a scale of four stars, and I think I'm gonna keep doing that through the, through this, yeah. um, podcast. So, you know, if I were to grade Mulan, this, uh, you know, Mulan 2020, I would give it two and a half stars. Okay. Out of four. That's pretty fair for you. Um, it's, it's not bad. Yeah, it's 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 competent. You know, it, it's not it's not a waste of your time um don't expect the original if you just want the original, watch the original. don't don't watch yeah. it uh but honestly when it comes down to it unless you have somebody else who's going to pay the 30 dollars, <laughs> don't pay the 30 dollars. it's going to be free to watch in december yeah so it's not it's not worth it's not worth 30 dollars well, to just wait. wait for it to come yeah, out you in can december wait. you can wait for this movie i will say that that this movie is worth waiting for um, but, you know, if you were excited about this movie like I was, because I had heard that it's going to be different. So I was like, OK, cool. I could really watch a war movie uh, like, yeah, th- I think this one also translates better as a live action movie because it's a war movie uh, and, and it's not animals talking. <laughs> yeah, um, we almost forgot the avalanche, but I'll I'll. I'll you finish what you were saying, then we'll get back to the avalanche because yeah. that's a spoilerly bit. We'll tack that on at the so end. So I will say that the first movie is uh, a war movie musical, and this movie, it, like you said, is more of a fighting movie. But there is a war going on, and there are uh, pretty cool battle scenes. I think the battle scene was pretty cool. Um, with her on the horse personally uh, they, uh, they cut away from it all yeah oh that was one they, big problem that i had with this movie and the previous movie the last movie it made a little bit more sense because she was found out everybody knows that you know she's a woman going into a war that only allows men and and eventually the cat gets out of the bag guys. we presume we presume everybody we knows. presume everybody knows it's a disney movie yeah the cat gets out of the bag okay so anyhow the last one she gets found out and this one it's a little bit different of a reveal i won't give that away she gets found out she gets stripped of her honor and her and i believe they take the armor away um yeah so she when she goes and then she goes back to the capital yada yada and that's where the final battle happens and so you can't be mad that she's not in armor because she doesn't have any and she didn't expect the events to happen. In this movie, she goes to the main battle. She decides to do it not as this man that she's been impersonating. And she takes off her armor. And yeah. it makes no sense. She's trained for months in this armor. Plus, <laughs> plus, like I don't, I don't remember if the animation had this. This is kind of a big spoiler, but like the chi, and in this one, she just kind of has like a force-like power. Yeah. And I, it kind of just irritated me because I, it just kind of made her not, 
powerful in her own sense. She just had this magic ability that she right. could just kick spears into people. I see how you feel. I can see how you feel like that diminishes her, but I think it's what makes her special. But I think in the other film, it does feel more like any woman could have done this, decided to be strong for her father, where in this film, she has this advantage. Yeah, in the other movie, in the original, it's, yeah, as you said, it's like any woman, all women are powerful. Mm -hmm. This movie's like, you know, women are powerful, but this one's special. (laughs) You know, and it's just like, I don't know, I just didn't like that. I get that. But we we should talk the avalanche scene real quick. We should. Uh, again, again, this is spoilers. Uh, we'll try to figure out how to how to skip you know, five tell minutes. you to skip to a skip certain five minutes. Time. Yeah, skip five minutes. <laughs> Something like that. We'll figure it out. Um, but the avalanche scene. So you know, huge huge scene in the animation. Uh, it, it's it's silly, but funny, and, and you know it's important. Um, I don't want to really actually spoil things, so I'm trying to talk around right. it. But in this in this one, so her uh, what do you call them? Her her friends, her uh, battalion. They're not they're not a battalion. Uh, um, not a squadron either. I think they are a battalion. Yeah, are they a battalion? So. But like they're under fire. You know, Bori Khan's got them under fire. Uh, they all have their shields up. They're getting hit with explosives. Like, they're dying. They're close to, you know, like, there's no way they can get out of this. And yet, Mulan has time while in complete open, you know, everybody can see her. Right. The, the, the enemy can see her. She has time to ride her horse, collect about maybe 10 to 20 helmets, ride around the enemy, <laughs> set those helmets up on rocks... And then plan out how to get the enemy to start their own avalanche. Oh my god. Okay. All before the enemy can kill the kill the battalion that's already been under fire and has taken like four direct hits. Okay, so at this point <laughs> at this point the film started feeling exactly like the other film for a minute. And I'm like I saw her look at the the hill and I was like they're gonna do the avalanche again and i yeah i looked away for a little bit my bad but like in the anim yeah but it's just like in the animation you can you know you can dispense uh, suspend your dis yeah. you know disbelief whatever however that however that phrase goes you can do that and it's real simple because it, you know that's kind of the beauty of animation you don't really see the time happening you don't see her writing to collect everything Live action has to set that up a little bit. Live action has to show her physically pick up some helmets right. and physically show her riding around the enemy. That would take and it's forever. Just like, how are, yeah, it's like, how has the enemy not killed your friends yet? Right. They've been direct hitting them. Like when you rolled up and saw what was going on. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I get that. That's kind of weird. But, but you know, they they did, I, I would say honestly, they did set it up pretty well in the animated version like they were already shooting those rockets at the enemy and so and 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 i think that that could work too uh, honestly yeah explosion into the side of a snowbank but anyways i do think that there's one last uh thing to say about mulan uh besides 
I think that we were both kind of in agreement that you could wait for this movie. I do think it was really good uh, for mm-hmm. for the remakes. It was really good for the remakes. Uh, so if you were excited about it like I was, go for it. Um, but y- you can watch it in December too. Um, yeah. So though before I think you know two and a half stars from you, I think they they know what that means. Uh, it's okay. Uh, so yeah. <clears throat> closing, there apparently is some kind of boycott about this film. Uh, uh, so I just wanted to put that out there for our listeners. If uh, that is something that you stay uh, try to stay informed about, I uh, recommend you looking that up before you watch the film. See if you agree with the boycott or not. Otherwise, do what you want. Yeah, what Blake says. So yeah, just look it up if that's <laughs> something you're worried about. Uh, so yeah, on to Tenet. All right. So the other option of tonight, of uh, this weekend, of tonight, of this weekend, tonight of was this weekend. to go. Should to you go. stay or, or should, should you go? go? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, that's a big thing here. I really badly want to see Christopher Nolan's new movie. And I was super excited when the theaters were opening up. And I was like, all right, that's great. I'm going to give this about maybe a month, right. maybe two months. <laughs> you know, Maybe they'll close back down again once it starts spreading again. You know, Who knows? I mean, like, obviously, I hope not. Like, As I said, I, I went to the theaters once a week mm-hmm. before coronavirus. This was, you know, it was a ritual of mine. I loved it. You know, I love seeing movies. I love that experience. You know, I'm, you know. Movie theaters can be gross and dirty, and I get why people are against them at times. But you know, I've gone to some really nice movie theaters, and you know, I, I love that experience. It's you know, Me it's, too, it's how many directors. Well, it's like it's also it's like, especially from Christopher Nolan's point of view, it's how directors want their movies to be seen. Mm. You know, when they, a lot of times when they're setting up shots, they're thinking about what's this gonna look like on the big screen. You know, yeah. I got to make sure this looks right. Uh, you know, like Kubrick was famous for like, you know, when he sent movie reels or the film reels to the places, you know, he had specific instructions for how you had to, you know, how you had to play it. Um, and it's just like, I get where Tenet's coming from. You know, you want, you want your movie to be seen how you have spent years imagining right. it to be seen. That said, it is a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know he has to, and mean, he's an artist, I, but you gotta you gotta play to the world, your world, man. Yeah, and it 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 really sucks, but at the same time, having seen this movie at a drive-in location, mm-hmm. um, admittedly, you know there is a bit of the spectacle lost at drive-in. You don't get the crisp, uh, right surround sound feel the the quality of the film is kind of diluted by you know an outside screen that's a little beat up right um sometimes they don't so it's like i didn't project the 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 movie correctly Um, yeah yeah sometimes the lighting's off uh you know people people can have their the you know headlights on that are you know you know interfering with your vision But there's definitely um, some positives of going to the drive. Oh man, I'll, I mean, yeah, I'll get into the positives, but um, but having that option was nice. 
and you know, again, I didn't get the full spectacle that Christopher Nolan wanted, but having seen it, I don't think the spectacle is worth risking Going. coronavirus not for. Worth it, huh? No, it's the movie is worth it. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish he would let it be streamed. Yeah, just it's, let people see it. It would be amazing. It would be amazing to watch it in the theater. It like I, I want people to be able to someday have that experience because it right. is worth seeing in the theaters. It's not worth possibly risking, you know, this virus or giving this virus to somebody. Right. Um but if you have that option to go see it at a drive in theater, you know, even though some of the spectacle is lost, I recommend that. That said, I want to talk about that drive in theater experience. Uh huh. Yeah. That was my that was my childhood. So oh, like, yeah, I might I, I might be remembering I might be remembering my childhood wrong because you know as a child things are different when you're how you're looking at the world. Right. But I I believe one of my cousins owned the drive-in theater close to us. Oh, cool. And so you know it's like whenever we went to the drive-in theater, which was quite often back then, uh, you know maybe at least like once a month during or at least twice a month during the summer when it was open. Uh. You know, he would come and he would say hi, and it was cool because it's like I know the owner. You know, <laughs> you know, we still pay, we still had to pay to get in, like we didn't sure, get any sure. kind of benefits. But like he would let me into the, um, into the the projector room, That's so I awesome. get to see the film reel. Yeah, it was really cool. Like I got to, you know, some one time I actually got to sit in there and just watch the movie with him while I was projecting, so that was pretty fun. Oh my god, I um, feel so special. <laughs> Yeah, like it was it was a really cool experience. So it's like the drive-in experience is just beautiful to me. I love it. You know, I love being able to sit and you have the, your radio on, you have a blanket, you're in a uh, a lawn chair, a pizza pie. I mean, because of yeah, because of Corona, <laughs> I wasn't out outside in my lawn chair because there were a lot right. of people around right. me still. Uh, which leads me to my my big issue with the drive-in theater, the assholes. Yeah. Uh, like you're gonna have you have them in the you know, you have them in the movie theater too, but the assholes in the movie theater are typically just like checking their phone or just being annoying or loud. Um, at a drive-in theater, I don't care if you check your phone. We're under. Yeah, we're you're in your own car or you know, outside. Yeah, right. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't affect the experience for me. Like you know, I was checking my phone because the first movie was Space Jam, and I didn't realize until the credits started rolling that I was basically on my phone throughout the entirety of Space Jam. <laughs> Um, but good movie it's just these, been seen before <laughs> good movie in a way it's, in a it's way fun. Yeah, that's, it's fair. A, yeah, that's fair it's a nostalgic fun movie yeah um, boy is it stupid at times <laughs> cult classic um, yeah definitely um, but there was a car so it's like I got there at like you know 30 minutes before uh, sunset you know so i was there in time to like you know relax get set up you know start you know start getting in the mood for it right uh for the night basically just pounding energy drinks so i wouldn't fall asleep throughout space jam <laughs> and um but i went the entire 30 minutes before sunset with no car pulling up with no car pulling up in front of me or beside me so I was perfectly I was perfectly the antisocial car in the back. I had like a perfect center view. It was great. And then the movie starts, Space Jam starts, 
and this car pulls up, backs in right in front of me, headlights on me. And oh man, I was like, I was like, damn it! I went the entire movie, and now this guy, and he just like, I could see that he was struggling with the headlights too, like as a young guy, and I felt, I felt like a total asshole because like it just like it irritated me, and then like his girlfriend pops the hatch up, and it's like just like sitting straight up, like blocking (laughs) the screen, and I'm just like, god damn it. And so I get, I get out of my car and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like I, I'm never a guy who confronts people. Right. But like I got out of my car and I was like walking up to him and I could see he was like, fuck, you know, he was just like, he, he was a nice guy. I yeah. was the rude guy here in this situation. <laughs> I know I was the rude guy. Well, I think and I got up. You, I mean, you got to If they're not gonna change it, you gotta do something. You can't. Yeah. Just and like not see and, the and they were people. on. They were on for like three minutes. And I, I could see that he was struggling with trying to figure out how to turn them off because, mm-hmm. like, they would keep flashing or, like, turning to dims and that kind of stuff. Like, I could see he just didn't understand how his car worked. But I was just, like, I got up and I was, like, walked up to him. I was, like, hey, man, could you please turn your lights off? And he's, like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm struggling with it. And I was, like, okay, also lower your hood or your hatch. And I turned around and walked away and I was, like, dang it. Like, my <laughs> tone, I, I made I made that my tone sound much nicer there. It was a little little ruder when i confronted oh, him not no. i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't karen you know i wasn't yeah. being a karen i wasn't yelling at the poor guy but like it was i was definitely obviously irritated and right. if that guy hears me i do want you to know i apologize <laughs> I, I, i'm sorry i was so mean uh, but he got back in his car and he actually like they drove off up front so I was just like, oh man, that's why that's why I felt really yeah, bad about it because yeah. like he couldn't he couldn't figure out his car, so he had to drive away so he wasn't irritating me anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I mean, I man, you'd think though, like if you couldn't figure it out, you'd think that he would have thought to not pull in so that his headlights are facing most of the people. Yeah. yeah. Well, sun, sunset, you know, it's like it was dark. Right. Like, I, I feel like he was kind of just making, like, one of those, like, I don't know where the hell to go. Oh, there's nobody here. Let me pull in here real fast. Right, right. You know, like. But he wasn't anywhere near as annoying as the people who pulled in beside me 30 minutes into Space Jam. So we're already, you know, like, we're a third of the way for, through the first movie. Sunsets happened, like, half an hour ago. And this car pulls in, and they proceed to smoke cigarettes or maybe it was marijuana i don't know i didn't smell anything like i couldn't even smell cigarette smoke i don't know what they were smoking i just kept hearing lighters and the girl was she was coughing non-stop and i'm like we're in the middle of a pandemic here you pull in right next to my car and then you spend the entirety of this movie coughing (laughs) oh no and then tenet comes on and i will eventually start talking tenet (laughs) i just have to talk about this but tenet comes on and they spend the first 20 minutes talking about Tenet, or uh, t- not talking about Tenet. They spend the first minutes talking nonstop about just, like, the dumbest shit. Like, I, I was paying attention to the movie, so I don't know what they're talking about, but it wasn't – they weren't focusing on the movie whatsoever. Right. And with 30 minutes left of Tenet, the guy just, like, looks over at the girl who's still coughing. She's She went through all of Tenet coughing as well. Um but he looks over at her and he's like i have no fucking clue what's going on and she goes well shit i was hoping you would tell me what was going on <laughs> let's get out of here oh, and no. then they drove off 
So they show up 30 minutes late, and then they left 30 minutes early. <laughs> and they spent the entirety of the movie talking and coughing. And I feel like they just went there to irritate me. <laughs> I don't think they went... <laughs> I don't think they wanted to be there for any movie. They just wanted to be there to annoy me. They're just like, That's we it. just want to pull up next to somebody and ruin his fucking night. <laughs> oh, there was this time that we went to the the drive-in and somebody like brought their own sound machine just full of farts and, and, and porn sounds. And, it, oh man, it was like the whole freaking time he was doing this. There was some. There was a couple times it was well timed for the movie. Yeah. Well, there was the other guy who's like Bluetooth kept kicking off. Right. So it's just like <laughs> we'd be have like you know during a very serious moment in the middle of the Jaws and you just hear Bluetooth disconnected, and then somebody would yell like all the way across from the driver and just like turn that fucking thing off. <laughs> it's just God. So this movie, Tenet, can you are you able to give a brief synopsis without spoiling the movie. All right, here's my best attempt at this. Okay. All right, the protagonist, and that is his name. Okay. That is Nolan did not bother to name the main character, played by John uh, John David Washington. Okay. Um, the protagonist. The protagonist is a spy. He is a spy. I don't know if he's for CIA. I can't remember. Um, but he's a spy. And he proves himself early on in a mission to be worthy of stopping World War Three, And he's the only one who can do it. The only one. So that's, I guess. Um, well, no, he, I mean, he needs help. He, he, he doesn't do it by himself. Sure. But, like, he's needed. And that's it. Um, that's the synopsis. Oh, um, okay, that's what you can tell me. Okay. That That's where I'm going to end with it. Like, uh, And I'll try desperately hard not to spoil anything there will be minor slips i i guarantee you but i will try very hard to keep this calm and you know because i i think i think you know i'll say up front the movie is worth it there's no reason to spoil anything because i think the spectacle that is put here is definitely you know worth your time you should go see it um and I think the the best way to put it, the best way to to tell you why I think it's worth it, is I am not a fan of spy movies. That's you know, fair. there's not a single there's not a single spy movie that I have watched that I walked away from and could tell you exactly what happened. They're hard pills to to swallow for sure. There, there's I don't know. There's just something about a spy movie that once it once a spy movie starts. I struggle to piece it, not even just piece it together, just to maintain interest throughout it. Right. You know, I kind of just like drift, drift halfway through them. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and spy movies. It, it's like the third, the third act comes around, and I'm just kind of just like sitting there, like, wait, do I know that? Like, was that established before? You know, it's yeah. like that kind of like I feel like I've missed a lot when the third act rolls around with most spy movies. And leave it up to Christopher Nolan to be, you know, one of the first director that I walked away. I can't say that I knew exactly what happened in this movie. Right. But I was intrigued throughout. I was paying attention, you know, like I, you know, I really enjoyed the experience I had. And I enjoyed the spy movie itself. 
Um, I feel like I have a strong understanding of what happened more than most spy movies. Um, I think what mostly confused me is Nolan's little tidbits that, you know, he, he's obsessed with time. So it's like every movie he ever does has a time or, you know, something about time in there. And so I feel like that's the only thing that really confused me in this movie was how time is represented. That's pretty interesting because I do kind of always feel like when I leave a Nolan movie, like I know all the pieces were there, but I do have questions. I always have questions Mm -hmm. as to what exactly went on. But then, but that's also what makes Nolan's movies great to watch because you can rewatch them and piece it together. Yes. And that, that is one of the beauties of beautiful things about Tenet is this movie demands to be rewatched. Okay, you know, like all good. all Nolan movies demand to be rewatched, but this one in particular, um, you know, I will say this is not my favorite te- uh, Christopher Nolan movie. Sure. Um, I don't know where it would rank. I don't, you know, I'm not gonna get into that in this video at least. Um, oh, but it, it it demands to be rewatched. Um, there's so much that happens in camera. Okay. So like going back to what we were talking about with you know with Milan. There's a lot that is edited out. You know, there's so many, like, there's a lot of the heart of that movie that just seems like it was left on the cutting room floor. Like, mm. you know, Mulan just gets her armor and she's off. Uh, you know, Mulan, you know, the be a man scene, but, like, they extend it very long and it just kind of feels, you know, yeah, he did it. Um, and this, in, in Tenet, everything is like happening in a long not not all long takes obviously but it's all happening in camera and you know uh trying very hard not to spoil things i will say there's like there will be fight scenes there'll be action scenes where two people are fighting but Uh, one of them is fighting in reverse oh and the other is fighting in normal time so and and you watch it and it's it's incredible to watch because that that's the spectacle you know watching how they filmed some of these things yeah how they, so very you know, how they choreographed it so it's like uh twin peaks that just that one scene the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes kind of because it's like you know there are you know people going in reverse um i don't want to give things away um, but that's, you know, that's kind of the beauty of this movie is you're going to, you know, you'll watch it back and you'll be like, um, you know, some of, some of it's just like, how did they do this? Some of it's just like super, just amazing to watch happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there'll be a building that, uh, it, ex- you know, a building will explode, but as the camera pans up, it's kind of, uh, reassembling you know because it's going in reverse at the same time that it's exploding so it's like it's i don't know they and again i watched it on drive-in theater screen so that that spectacle was i don't know if diluted is the right word but that spectacle was a little bit yeah yeah diluted like it wasn't as impressive as it should have been so I get what Nolan, you know, I get why Nolan wants this to be seen in theaters yeah. because what they accomplished is, it's not as incredible as the hallway scene in Inception. Yeah, sure. You know, like you see that you see that hallway scene, and then you see how they filmed that hallway Iconic. scene in Inception, yeah. where, yeah, and it's like that. That's incredible. What they're doing here is equally incredible, but 
not as impressive. Right. I guess, in my opinion. Right. It well, doesn't look as impressive. You, I think you could tell with the reverse effect how it was made. But still, yeah. like, like you said, fight scenes like that, choreographing it like that, that yeah. would be really interesting to watch. I am intrigued just on that alone. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, go ahead. Um, but but I do think one of the problems uh, with this movie is again there doesn't seem to be much heart to it. Mm. You know the characters are all spies. Uh, you're not really supposed to take to spy characters, I guess. You know, like right. most spy movies, they're all kind of dry characters. Like I mean, except for James Bond, he's very charismatic and right. you know action. Um, and I mean, like most spy movies, I guess will do that too. But like most of them are like cold. You know, you, you interact with other spies. They've kind of they've seen, you know, tough. They're supposed to be able to blend people. into the wallpaper, so I think to an extent yeah. that makes sense. And like, there's moments though where you'll see, you know, uh, the protagonist here will, you know, he'll he has like, you know, little funny one-liners and stuff like that that he'll throw out there. They didn't all really stick for me. Mm. John David Washington does an amazing job. I'm not gonna deny that he's really good in the role, um, but like. The character that he's playing is not that exciting to me. Hmm. Not, not in the least exciting to watch. Like he's still, uh, you know, it's really fun to watch what he's going through. Hmm. But I don't connect to him. The character I connect to is played by uh, Elizabeth Debicki, um, and she's the wife of the villain, who's played by Kenneth Branagh. Okay. And I'll get to that. Uh, Kenneth Branagh is a lot of fun in this movie um but he could be a lot of fun but also negative i think okay to me it wasn't it wasn't negative but elizabeth debicki is like the only character that actually has emotion in this movie like <laughs> she's she's really good that's cool. um but basically she's like i don't want to i'm trying not to spoil things but like she's the wife of the villain and you know he's she's kind of blackmailed by the villain Okay. I guess, again, try not to spoil things. That's that's a pretty but classic. Uh, yeah. Pretty classic story. Spice setup. So yeah, I don't think that's giving away. <laughs> yeah. And, it's it's the way in which she's being blackmailed that gives her character emotion, mm -hmm. and how she. How she channels that throughout the story is just great. Like I really enjoyed watching her. That's cool. Um, the one thing that that rang with me is that of everyone involved, of all the actors, of all the you know, of Christopher Nolan, of the cinematographer and the uh, the you know the sound maker, mm -hmm. um, the composer, the sound maker, the sound maker, <laughs> the, the sound maker, the composer. Um, it's nobody's greatest work. Yeah, it's okay. still it's still a really good and really compelling movie. It's nobody's greatest work. Uh, the cinematographer Hoyt von Hoytema, um, he did Interstellar. That was a good uh, score. Well, like, he he's like... the the cinematographer. He's oh, the. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought um, we were still sorry. on composers. <laughs> I might have I might have said composer. I'm sorry. No, you might. I think you did um, say cinematographer. But yeah, he he did Interstellar, and you know he does great. Like he does amazing cinematography that also utilizes like CGI kind of you know that kind mm. of there's more of a technical yeah. thing that he's trying to capture yeah 
there's definitely um, the bad same... ways to do that and he definitely yeah. i think that yeah oh, uh, interstellar, interstellar is a beautiful great. film so yeah and uh god i'm hoping i got interstellar right i think that's the right movie that he did <laughs> <laughs> we'll find um, out i know i know it's a space movie um no i'm pretty sure it's interstellar because it's also christopher nolan um but here you know it's like the the spectacle that he's capturing here is equally impressive to like the cgi spectacle he was capturing with uh you know his interstellar movie um but here it it's not as visually impressive to look at you know it's not Mm -hmm. as vivid the shots aren't you know the shots aren't amazing but what he captures in the camera what's choreographed in camera is so well done you know what i mean yeah but again you know it's i wouldn't say it's hoyt von hoytema's best work i don't know if he would win an oscar for this um maybe he'll get nominated who knows but then like with the with the composer it's not hans zimmer you know you have christopher nolan movie you immediately think that his music's going to be yeah scored that's by what hans i zimmer. thought you were going to say but uh but here and i'm I'm honestly certain I'm going to butcher this name. It's Ludwig Ludwig Gorenson. Ludwig Gorenson. I, I might have that Sounds like a name. I might have written that down wrong. <laughs> he did um he did Black Panther. He won an Oscar okay. for Black Panther's score. Well, there's some good um, stuff from Black, and here, Black Panther for sure. Yeah, yeah, but like beautiful music there. And again, here it sounds great. It's a good. It's good for what you expect for a Nolan movie. It, it basically does sound like Hans Zimmer. Like huh. I could have gone the entire movie and just thought I was listening to Hans Zimmer, honestly. <laughs> but the problem is, especially with how like I don't know why Nolan does this. The music's so fucking loud. There's yeah. so many exposition scenes where you can't understand what's hap- like what they're talking about, and it's an exposition scene. This is information yeah, we need to hear. Good. And it's so loud, and it's just like you know. There's a moment where they're on the boat, and you're fi- you're, you're talking about the plan, or what you know, something that's about to happen, and they're on a boat, and there's three characters, and you hear the water, which is incredibly loud. You hear the engine of the boat, which is incredibly loud, and you hear the score in the background, which is incredibly loud. And then they're talking, and they're all their their dialogue is like a level below all of the other noise. Oh, that's really. And dumb. it's just like, that's an editor uh, it, issue. That's. <laughs> You, I want to say that, but at the same time, I feel like Nolan's kind of the director that is involved at every process. So I, right. I want to say it's a Nolan decision because Maybe. he's done it with, you know, he's done it with Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interstellar had those moments too. Dunkirk definitely had moments where it was just incredibly loud, but I feel like that was kind of the point of Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, Dunkirk's definitely supposed to feel traumatic. Um, yeah, so that makes sense. Um, but to go to Kenneth Branagh, I think he was playing a Russian character. What do you think? <laughs> like, that's, that's the best way. Like that's Kenneth Branagh in a nutshell, isn't it? Like, yeah. uh, it, no, he's he's chewing the scenery here, and it's it's fun to watch him. Um, you know, he's being a good stereotypical villain. He's good for the movie. Um, you know, with with the level that everybody else is performing, he's doing the same. And it's you know it 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 all fits really well, but I do think people could be irritated by him, mm. you know, because he is a little over the top at times. I would say, sure, um, I kind of like that. Maybe sometimes, he's a little too, honestly. 
Yeah, he, he, but I mean, for a Nolan movie, you know, it's kind of trying to take itself seriously, you know, it's a little pretentious at times, and then you got Kenneth Branagh all over here who's chewing the fat and being like a stereotypical, you know, I want to end the world villain. Right. Um, it, I mean, it, for me, it worked really well, um, so it's like, I think, you know, I think people will enjoy it. Um, so I guess, uh, in summary of Tenet, I would give it three stars. Again, that's out of four. Okay. Um, it's not, it's not Nolan's best. Um, it does have, you know, the, the obligatory three minute cameo from Michael Caine. Um, that's completely, Uh completely (laughs) unnecessary. I'm sure he drove the plot along. I don't remember. Um, (laughs) but he's there. Uh, Robert Pattinson was fun. Uh, that's good. You know, again, I wouldn't say it's his best. I would say that's the lighthouse. Um, I haven't seen a lot yeah. of I haven't well, seen a lot of his indies. Uh, a renaissance here. Yeah, right. <laughs> his Affleck, his Affleck, Ben Affleck renaissance. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, John David Washington's fun. Um, I I really like seeing him. You know, he's uh. It's gonna be it's gonna be really fun to watch him grow more, do more acting, as well. Um, For sure. But Elizabeth Debicki, in my opinion, is the best part of this movie. Well, no, actually, she's the best actor of this movie, I should say. The best part of this movie is the concept. Like, it's it's intriguing. It's hard to wrap my head around. I, I think there's there's an actual line in the movie where it's like, it doesn't make sense. Just forget about it. Like, you know, they're trying to explain huh. it. They're trying to explain, like, the concept to John David Washington, and I literally believe they say something along those lines where it's like, it's confusing. Just don't worry about it, you know. And it's that's just like kind of, that's kind of a funny like uh, blanket that should be in all of Nolan's. Yeah, movies. yeah. Just to some certain extent, it's like uh, because like he, if you really watch his movies like we do, they do make sense. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's definitely some holes in places. Yeah, like there's um, there he but, cut he cuts corners every now and then, but like yeah, he still yeah. delivers exactly what he wants you to see. Um, but like you know, it has it has all my like the same issues I have with Nolan movies too. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, the music's way too loud, especially over exposition yeah. scenes. Um. A lot of Nolan movies, I don't know if you've noticed this, but a lot of Nolan movies, when there's exposition scenes, they take place at multiple different locations. Mm. But it seems like the conversation is continuing as normal. You know, it's like they're just talking, you know, like back and forth one area, and then they cut to another location, and they're just still doing back and forth. But it could kind of still just be like the same conversation. And like, (laughs) you know, it's just like, I don't know why he does, you know, exposition like that but like he does a lot of exposition it's like that's one problem with i have with nolan but i mean especially because like especially with this movie like he doesn't really explain the world to you he does he does give you explanations for the concept and everything but he doesn't really tell you why it's all happening if that makes Uh, sense um that's not really how i want to put it i'm just trying not to spoil things yeah yeah no i get it um because there's there's one plot hole in my opinion it's a plot hole maybe it's not maybe they explained it in the movie and it just went over my head but it's just like um i will say that there's 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 something there's people in the future 
uh-huh. who have hidden something by burying it in the past. And my okay. my argument for a plot hole with that information um, that's very loose. Um, that's not like yeah, no, it's not really exactly what's going on. But I'm trying to trying to set this up. But with that information, how come the people in the future just can't pull up where they, you know, th- you know the object where it's at in the future? Because it was, you know, just because right. it was dug in the past, it's still present in the future, right? Like, right, yeah. <laughs> it's true. But I mean, again, I'm sure, I'm sure it's explained. I don't know. I haven't really looked up what a lot of people are thinking about Tenet right now, um, because I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I walked away feeling right. underwhelmed but happy. Uh, hmm. But like, I kind of walk away from every spy, spy movie feeling underwhelmed. So, yeah. But not typically happy. I've I've watched spy movies with you, so yeah. Yeah, I kind of walk away feeling tired and just like, damn, and I have to watch that again oh. because people are going to talk to me about it and I don't know a damn thing that happened. <laughs> like Captain yeah. America, uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier? I yeah, have. I have no idea what happened to that movie. I have since watched it like four times, and while I still don't really know what happens in that movie because I just kind of tune out. I enjoy yeah. it now. I actually like Winter Soldier now, but I can't tell you really. Okay. I can tell you scenes that happened. Yeah, I will tell you exactly when I we were at the movie theater the week that it came out, and we uh, watched it. And I think there was this scene in the elevator with Nick Fury. That was it. That's the last thing I remember from yeah. this movie. And I, I feel like That's for it. me for. For me, maybe it's also because a lot of spy movies are just very linear, and I just maybe I just right. get bored with the linear line, and I just kind of like tune out because I need I don't know I need something to be kicked out yeah. kicked out of line. But it's just like you know, with a lot of spy movies, it's like you need to figure out what the villain's doing. Here's our lead, and they go to the lead, and the lead's like, all right, here's what I know. Go talk to this person. Right. And then they go talk to that person. Right. And he's like, oh, there's a drug deal going down here. You got to go there. So they go to that drug deal. And it's like, oh, person number two lied to you. And you actually have to go back to that area and go, you know, retrace your steps and go to person number five. And so they do that. You know, it's right. like, it's a very linear yeah. kind of just like, y- you get your next answer it's and you move on to it. It's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated, but you, like you said, it's always from the perspective of the spy, and you only get the information that they're getting. Typically. Yeah, typically. And sometimes then, and then there's a big twist at the end. The background <laughs> scene. Sometimes you'll have background scenes with the villain, uh, but that's 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 not typically. Yeah. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand why it's hard. Uh, but and I feel the same way, honestly, about most spy movies. Though I do enjoy just watching some of the action scenes and you know Bond movies and yeah. stuff like that too. Yeah, and it's like you know it's you know I love uh, Spyfall, Skyfall. Doctor Skyfall is good. I was gonna say Doctor Who did an episode that spoofs the name, and I think they named their Spyfall, and now I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what the James Bond movie is. It's Skyfall, right? Yeah. Yeah, Skyfall. Yeah, so Skyfall, like I love that movie. That's one of my, you know, probably top fifty favorite movies. <laughs> I'm sure right. it makes it yeah. in the top fifty at least. So somewhere in there. 
but it's, it's just good. yeah it's like there's of, of recent movies you can definitely do spy movies that i'm going to enjoy um like i mean i yeah. i guess skyfall was probably actually the first spy movie that i walked out enjoying it um hmm. but this one i yeah, I, I don't know i guess this one good. i walked out feeling way more intrigued like there's 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 a fun story there's here spectacle yeah yeah there's it, it's also it's like there's a just a um the story that's told isn't really exaggerate like it's not crazy or over the top it's a very you know calm relaxing uh nothing too out of the box for a plot if that makes sense it's not calm and relaxing there's a lot of action that's happening non-stop but um it's a straightforward plot the concept cool. the concept that the plot is utilizing is you know hard complex, complex hard wrapping mind around and it does it wow. will make it confusing but the emotional story that's being told especially between two characters is you know it's fun to follow i don't think i realized a subplot until the very end i didn't realize it was a you know i kind of was just like why do they keep showing that and then i show it again it's like what is is that significant and then at the end i was like oh it is significant like you know i, I was just being dumb <laughs> and i feel like that was also yeah. because it was at a drive-in theater if i was able to see it perfectly i would understand Maybe, what i was looking yeah. at because the object is like kind of hard to see on a drive-in theater sure. um i know that's i know none of that makes sense because i can't spoil any of it but <laughs> yeah no i think you're talking about it very well actually okay so uh, let me ask you this, kind of wrap things up here. Um, uh, what if you had to choose, should you stay or should you go between these movies? Uh, what would you think? I would say if you are able to see it at a drive-in theater or if you trust your theater's ability to, you know, to clean its – it's uh it's theaters and everything um if if you would trust them or if you're like if you're able to like if you just trust the experience i would say go see tenant um i think it's worth it you know the spectacle especially in theaters is going to be fun to watch it's not necessary to see it in theaters i wish it was streamed um if it if nolan does collapse and give you a streaming option before the end of the year watch it that way um it's not going to happen. He's not going to collapse. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I think Mulan for $30, not worth it. Um, especially since it's, you know, you can get the animation for free, I think. I think the animation's available on Disney Plus. Um, well, yeah, but you got to play for Disney Plus. But yes, it's you can stream it at Disney Plus's regular price yeah six dollars a month or whatever compared to yeah. a thirty dollar one-time fee for a right. movie they've had sent, finished since march and could have just released whenever they wanted to mm-hmm. um yeah. i don't know i think given the pandemic though obviously your life's not worth a movie um if right. you if you want to choose between one of these two movies and uh you are conscious about the the, the risk um mulan go with it thirty dollars is gross price in my opinion uh but it's not it's not a waste of thirty dollars you know yeah yeah and you can watch it again and see 
you know, what if there's you can watch the parts that you just like again. I mean, you can pre- yeah, you can it's just like a DVD, you can well, the app doesn't work incredibly well on my yeah. the way I watch it, but uh anyways, uh for me I guess if I could weigh in an opinion for a movie that I haven't seen so yet. Um, so it sounds like you are like either, or, um, just as you know, if you trust, if you trust the theater, go to the theater. Yeah. Uh, if, if not watch Mulan and, um, I would say, uh, should you stay? Should you go? Uh, well, for me, from what Greg said, I feel like I can I could wait for Tenet to be available some other way, um, and at the very least, if I if I bring in the way I felt before I went saw this movie, I was pretty excited for this movie. I I I think that from it Mulan. is worth it, but yes, it is worth it. So I would say stay, watch Mulan, but also you can stay and watch Mulan in December. Yeah. So um yeah i would say bide yeah. your time with the animation and then when when mulan's free in december go right. ahead and watch that there you go yeah so i yeah. guess i would say i, I would say go or neither because i didn't want to go or neither go or neither and i say stay or neither uh though i am intrigued by tenet yeah i, I would i do want to watch it i just think they also played they also played a teaser for the teaser trailer get that a teaser for the teaser trailer for uh dune by oh my god i i have i've learned how to pronounce this guy's name many times and i've always forgotten it but it's uh denis Villeneuve, something like that uh, it's the guy okay. who did arrival um the director of arrival right so it's like one of my favorite directors you know he also did uh um he's doing dune yeah he's doing dune man and oh they my god. with uh timothy chalamet as the main character as the boy uh, I can't remember his name. It's been a long time since I've read Dune. Uh, it has been a good, good while for me too. But I, oh, and honestly, looks... I'll be—I first actually watched the film only two years ago. Really, the the like, David. Uh... Wow, how I've never seen this before. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I I thought it like there's definitely some weird stuff in that movie, but it was so. I thought it was great. Yeah. I loved it. It's a cult. Um, I mean, people like it. I've honestly never seen yeah. the movie itself. I've just read the book, um, so I'd be down to watch that sometime. That'd be fun. Hell yeah! But yeah, the the teaser that. trailer though, so just like I love the book. Um, it's not my favorite sci-fi, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean I get it's such a classic. Like it's so good. Um, but that teaser trailer was so fun. Like I, I missed that. To watch that's that. one of the th- that's one of the things I miss most about the theater is the trailers. Um, oh yeah. I got to a point oh, before yeah. Corona where um you know i i I hate seeing more than just one trailer i I just want to see the first trailer i don't want to see Hmm. you know their second and third trailers you know leading up to the movie i just want to see that first teaser trailer to get the hype because most of those don't spoil things um so just seeing another seeing a teaser for a teaser trailer i was just like yeah that's just the hype i need i was so happy to see that kind of a thing again just to have that (laughs) moment i miss the theaters so man you're, you're you're talking about when you say second or third trailer you're talking like uh the s- second trailer that's been released for a certain 
Um, it out. depends. It depends on like how <laughs> excited I am for the movie. So it's like right. for like Star Wars or something, I'll watch the teaser trailer and I'll watch the first trailer and then I'll try to avoid mm-hmm. everything after that. Yeah, they start spoiling too much. After yeah, that. yeah. It's, it's like the teaser trailer is typically like they don't give you anything. But it's fun to watch. And then the tr- the first trailer is like they give you some stuff, but they don't spoil anything. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I, at least with Star Wars and some of like some of the Marvel movies. But you know, just like a movie like this, uh, like Tenet, I probably would have just watched the teaser trailer and been like, I don't want to know anything else. You right, know, because because right. I watched the teaser Cause, trailer cause... and it was like, I don't know what's going on, and I'm excited. Like, <laughs> it's really easy. Uh, in a lot of Nolan's films to accidentally give away too much. Yeah. Like, because I didn't even know this everything was... Everything is a secret. I didn't even know it was a spy movie <clears throat> going in. <clears throat> yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, I think that's that's good for this uh, episode here. Yeah. Uh, we've been uh, green and faceless on the couch. It's been fun sitting with you. Uh, and it's been fun sitting with you too, Greeny. Been good. I'm uh, the Faceless Leon. And I'm the Green Traveler. And we'll see you next time. Love you. Love you too. I was saying love you to them. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. It is our intent to publish new episodes each Thursday evening. If you enjoyed the show or wish to make a suggestion, feel free to leave us a comment. Good night.